home for London each morning, his wife was always still asleep. His housekeeper served him with breakfast, opened the front door for him, and handed him his hat and his umbrella, while the au pair girl fetched his newspaper. Next, to speed him on his way, were the two gardeners, saluting him with a respectful, Good morning, sir. Then perhaps his brother-in-law, hurrying to the sequestered piece of his writer's haven in the old house. Only Elizabeth was missing. But if Quentin minded, he never showed it. He walked briskly and confidently towards his car like a happy man. On this particular morning, in early September, everything was just as usual, except that Quentin didn't need his umbrella. The gardens of Myfleet Manor lay half-veiled by a golden mist which promised a beautiful day. Quentin came down the steps from the front door and paused briefly in the shrubbery to remind Will Palmer that the incurved chrysanthemums that they were nursing for the King's Markham Flower Show were due for a dose of liquid fertiliser. Then he followed the path to the courtyard between the old coach houses, where his car, its windscreen newly polished by Sean Lovell, stood waiting. Quentin was a little early. Instead of getting into his car, he strolled to the low wall and looked down over the Kingsbrook Valley. The view never ceased to delight him. Hardly another house was visible, only the meadows, green, and those that had been newly shorn, pale gold, the river winding through its thin sleeve of willows, the low round hills, each topped with its ring of trees, and there, to his left, on the other side of the road, the great fir forest. It covered a whole range of hills, and this morning in the mist it looked like a dark velvet cloak flung carelessly across the landscape. Quentin was always thinking of metaphors for the forest, comparing it to something, romanticising it. Sometimes, he thought of it not as a forest or a velvet cloak, but as a recumbent animal guarding the fields while it slept, and of those irradiating plantations of spread, powerful and protective paws. He turned his gaze to his own parkland, then to the nearer grounds, the sleek, misted lawns, and the massed roses whose colours were made pallid by haze, and he was just considering whether he should take a rose, an iceberg perhaps, or a superstar, when a finger touched his shoulder and a cool voice said, To her fair works did nature link the human soul that through me ran, and much it grieved my heart to think what man has made of man. Good morning, Dennis, Quentin said heartily. Not a very cheerful quotation to make on a lovely morning. Wordsworth, isn't it? Dennis Villers nodded. If I'm not cheerful, he said, it must be because term begins in two days' time, and after that I shan't get any work done till Christmas. By the way... Have something for you. He opened his briefcase and brought out a book, new, glossy, evidently fresh from the binders. An advanced copy, he said.